You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, February 18th. My name, of course, as always, your host with sometimes, occasionally, but not always the most, Javier Reyes of this here Lockdown Padres Podcast, guys. You can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Please hit me up if you would like on either of those two accounts uh, with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll be sure to address them. But today is not one of those shows where I'll be answering questions. We must react to something. Something beautiful that happened. AJ Preller incinerate every organ and molecule in my body while you take a selfie with me screaming in agony in the background. AJ Preller ransack my house and pin my feet to the ground with battle axes. AJ Preller freeze me in carbonite like Han Solo and drop me off into the middle of the Bermuda Triangle to never be seen from again. AJ Parler, I've decided what I'm giving up for Lent. It is simply put, whatever you want me to give up, I will give up. Fernando Tatis Jr. at the Padres, guys. You've heard by now. You guys know the news. You listen to this podcast. You have to know the news. 14 years, 300 and $40 million. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's what we're talking about. I don't know if you can tell. That's what we're talking about today's show today. So let's just jump right in. It's it's so funny that how many times this offseason that I had planned some other episodes. Today was going to be part three of my lovely little discussion with Bryce Paterk of Lockdown Rangers, right? We're going to talk about all sorts of stuff, including Friday Night Lights. Nope. That is put on hold, obviously, guys. It is the third largest deal in overall money in Major League Baseball history, very appropriately, uh, only trailing behind Mookie Betts and Mike Trout. Now, remember, overall money in Major League Baseball history, it is not in terms of the uh, the, the per year. I mean, Trevor Bauer is making more per year than Fernando Tatis Jr. for at least three years, anyway. It is truly out un- unprecedented. You know, the, the kid uh, has only turned 22 this past month and hasn't even played in a full season. Only 143 games, in fact. And it really speaks volumes to how good he is. And it's funny because, you know, the past couple days I'd been perusing, I'd been exploring the Padres Twitter, Padres Internet, Padres Reddit, whatever you want to call it. And some people were talking about, hey, you know, is, is that is that extension coming? And it's funny because for about, I'd say, a little bit more than a month now, actually, there were all these little rumors, all these little notes, all these little breadcrumbs of rumors and reports that A.J. Preller and Tatis were in constant communication. They're both, you know, on vacation. Tatis, there's been plenty of fun videos of him on vacation, stuff with his dad and enjoying all that stuff. And, you know, one thing I saw was like 500 million was some, which I thought that I thought that was a lot. I was like, wow, really? For an extension, instead 340 million. Initial reaction 
Firstly, initial reaction is that I am literally just hanging out with my mom. We're actually catching up on yesterday's Around the Horn because that's what we've been enjoying doing lately uh, while we watch dinner. And then I just take a go a second. I go get myself a, a glass of iced tea because that's what I've been really obsessed with lately. Uh, lately. And then I decide, you know, let me check my phone. Believe it or not, despite the fact that I am always on the internet and always on my phone, I do not check my phone nonstop, right? So then I check my phone and my phone is blowing up. I, I can only imagine what it's like to be someone who's like an A plus, you know, super connected media member and have things like this happen. Because if my phone is blowing up, I can only imagine what it was like for a lot of other people. My initial reaction is... This is one of the great wins, obviously, for the Padres. This could be one of the great single wins that the team has had in their franchise history. I'm not talking about on the field, off, obviously. You know, on the field can be debated, but off the... Hey, you might even include on the field, actually. Take, I take that back. It might even... You might just... Padres moments in general. 340 million. The reason why this is such a win, and I, I, this isn't like a, a startling take or anything, but... One of the things with why a lot of people wanted the Padres to extend Fernando Tatis Jr., aside from him being good, aside from him becoming the face of baseball, you know, becoming the cover athlete on MLB The Show, and besides his play on the field and all that, it's that the earlier you sign him, the less in the long term it's going to cost you. There is a potential future where that aforementioned $500 million deal is what Fernando Tatis Jr. gets on the market. We don't know necessarily if that is true. It could be. It could be. We don't know exactly. It, I think it is a mistake sometimes to assume that the money will jump that far up in, in say, four years, right? That all of a sudden, Tatis is, he could be making $550 million. Who knows? Instead, it, it might have settled for the, just let me know where I'm staying and all that stuff. Hey, I mean, you know, somewhat, somewhat of an analogy. I remember, if, like... Back in like 2014, 2015, the NBA was handing out these huge max, not max deals, but like big contracts to guys like Timothy Mozgov because everyone was saying that the spike, the salary cap is going to go up and all that stuff. So this is actually going to be looked at as a low deal. And it turned out that wasn't true. So there's a lot of these like overpaid people, Timothy Mozgov, Bismack Biombo, guys like that. I remember that for all my NBA heads out there. But for the Padres right now, this is an absolute win. You have him for the next 14 years and it's insane. The, the other thing that's that's insane about this is this is the Padres we're talking about here. The Padres have had an offseason, and we'll get the, we'll get to more into this in the second half of the podcast, has had, have had an offseason that's like Yankees-like, you know, 1990s uh, Yankees-like, 2010s, 2008s uh, Yankees-like, uh, Red Sox even, uh, 2014 Red Sox, whenever it is, it is that they went out and got Chris Sale and J.D. Martinez, all these guys, right? Here's a, here's a fun... Uh, Little thing. The Padres infield now, officially, this is from Joel Sherman uh, on Twitter. The Padres infield of Hosmer, 144 million, Hassan Kim, 28 million, Tatis Jr., 340 million, and Manny Machado, 300 million. That is an $812 million infield that we're talking about. That's right, almost a billion dollars. That's how much they're showing out to all these guys uh, in totality. And well, it's not the popular thing to do, uh, there needs to be credit given to Padres ownership. We all, I, I already just screamed at the top of the podcast about AJ Peller, right? But ownership deserves some credit too with Seidler and all these guys who over the years have shown a willingness to spend more money. And it's funny because back in the early days of this podcast, one of the things I talked about was, you know, is it possible that because this was the the possibility of a Tatis extension. Sorry, guys, if I'm sounding a little bit jumbled right now. I'm still kind of recovering from all of this. Um, 
the possibility of an extension was something that people were kind of looking at before this past 2020 season. People were wondering, like, will they be able to do this? And will they, or just in general, will they be able to sign more guys and get more free agents, right? And I think it says a lot that they've been able to do that. Their payroll is now one of the top in baseball. It was already creeping up there, but now it's officially one of the top in baseball. You know, I'm sitting here just, this is one of those moments really where there isn't much else that needs to be said. I mean, in general, yesterday for me, it was kind of a, it, it was it was a fine day. I had a fine day yesterday, but, uh, you know, one thing that was disappointing for all my game heads out there, I was watching Nintendo Direct, it was just awful. And then this news comes out. It's the thing we've been waiting for. It is a culmination of all the things that AJ Pro and the Padres have worked on. It really is. It is not even, calling it the cherry on top might not even be appropriate. It might not even be as apt of a descriptor. This is the ice cream sundae on top of the ice cream sundae. This is the cornucopia of every Sunday ever invented on top of another cornucopia of every Sunday ever invented. That's what this Padres offseason has been. And it's really fun to think back, you know, let's rewind like a year ago where the Padres are a a, a fringe playoff team with the excited with Tatis being an exciting thing and hoping for a bounce back from Manny Machado, but now look at them. All of a sudden they're just running baseball uh in a lot of ways. And I don't want to hear it. All of you teams crying poor out here. Oh, we don't have the fans coming in, so the revenue. Then why are the Padres out here making all these moves then? All those teams that are crying poverty, just go jump into Goo Lagoon and sell your team. Looking at you, especially like Oakland Athletics. You want to give me a one-year deal for Marcus Simeon that you'll pay him a million over the next 10 years. What is this? What is this? The Padres said no. Instead... We're taking the opportunity. In a league that says we're crying poor, the Padres are like, no, actually, we're giving our fans something that they've always wanted. And honestly, something that their fans have never even dreamed, probably never dreamed, was even possible. Now, I want to kind of break this down also from the Tatis perspective and whether or not I actually think it was a good deal for him and what it says about just general baseball, I think, and just kind of the the totality of the Padres offseason. But before... We get into all that, guys. I need to talk to you about my favorite protein bar in existence. It is the Built Bar, ladies and gentlemen. They are just, I mean, guys, I mean, Tatis is obviously the the pinnacle of human inventions. The pinnacle of humanity is Fernando Tatis Jr. But you know what comes in second place? The Built Bars, man. I'm telling you, they're covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. And my favorite thing about them, just as how exciting Tatis is on the Bates paths, he's got so much variety in his game. You know, he can jump around. He's got excitement. He's got great defense. He's got home runs. He's got average. He's got everything. And also the the built bars, they got all these different flavors. It's not just you know chocolatey based things. I mean, there's chocolate flavors, but there's coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate orange, toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. Those twelve original flavors. Plus, they're even deliciouser. Even more deliciouser with their six amazing new flavors: caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. 
But uh, and and let me tell you, apple almond crisp probably my favorite out of all the flavors. I want one of those things right now. Just thinking about it, that is my favorite flavor uh, of all the built bars for sure. But the best part about built bars, the best thing about them, aside from the flavors and stuff, is that they're really healthy for you. They're great for the keto diet, thanks to high fiber, high protein, low sugar, and a low amount of calories. So what? are you guys waiting for? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Remember that is promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And now next up guys, I have to talk to you about something else, all right? I have to talk to you about cars. Could you tell by the little engine sound I just made there? Look, I don't know much about cars, guys, but let me tell you, rockauto.com, they've got you covered with anything. First and foremost, they are a family business, and Dominic Toretto of the Fast and Furious franchise, you know, I I love me some Dominic Toretto, and what does he always say? It's about family, and I love that Rock Auto is about family too, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. They have everything, literally everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. That's right. Really, really convenient. The Rock Out catalog is also also remarkably easy to navigate. Let me tell you, that's really important, especially with stuff like cars. Let me tell you, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. And speaking of prices, best of all, prices at rockauto.com, they are always, here's here's the zinger, ladies and gentlemen, here's the zinger. They are always, the prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Now ask yourself, you guys are listening to this podcast, you guys are super smart, why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Does that make any sense? No, it does not. So go to rockout.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on and their how'd you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And now guys, let's just, you know, let's just vroom vroom out of that, all right? Now I want to get back to the second part. Let's let's continue talking about tattoos. I could probably just talk about the love for Tatis for the next three hours, if we're being honest. But we're not doing that because it's a daily, you know, 25-minute podcast. So instead, let's just talk about it from this perspective. And that's Fernando Tatis Jr.'s perspective. And I will say this. With all the people saying they got to lock up Tatis, in fairness, I was actually not going to be that disappointed if they didn't. I wanted them to, for sure. But I wouldn't be as disappointed because, in fairness, like I said at the top of the pod, he has not played a full season's worth of games. Now, everything seems legit. Every advanced analytic... Hey, if you're just in the mood to, to put yourself, make yourself happy, make you want a new background for your phone, just go look up his StatCast page. Hard hit, hard hit rate, velocity, average, power, whatever, whatever you look up as a as an offensive player, he's up there, and he improved his defense this year. Tatis is legit. It is fair to be like, hey, he hasn't had the lar- you know largest sample size in history, and I wonder if maybe that plays a part in this contract he got. And here's what I want to say: I actually think that in terms of Fernando Tatis Jr. from his perspective. It's possible, I don't know necessarily if I would have done this. I actually talked about this a couple days ago on the 200th episode mailbag where I was saying, if I was Fernando Tatis, I almost want to do a deal that's like a six-year, 200-something million maybe dollar deal. You get that security and you get a ton of money. Plus, since you're only 22, you enter your 28-age season and then you get potentially the type of Bryce Harper deal, that long-term contract, the Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, whatever deal. Except that it might even be for even more money. Now, of course, he decided not to do that based on the news that we've gotten, obviously. 
And my thing is, I think part of the reason why this happened is because Tatis Jr. is obviously a competitor. A competitor. I mean, we've just look up a highlight reel real quick if you guys don't know that. And I'm wondering if this is just like I said, this is the culmination of an offseason. A lot of the moves that the Padres made this offseason, I wonder if this was a thing where Tatis is like, show me, Preller, show me that you are willing to be maybe, you know, maybe necessarily you're willing to be more than the Padres of old. You're not going to be this old team. You're not going to be an Oakland A's type. Because this is not what the Padres usually are. And for a nice, you know, here's a tweet from Ben Higgins, uh, Ben Higgins SD on Twitter. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado will make more money from the Padres, $640 million, than the team's entire combined rosters for the decade from 2000 to 2010, approximately $618 million with all those accounts. That's insane. This is a total and complete culture change, and I wonder if that's part of the reason why Tatis decided to stay on board. He decided this is a place, this is a culture that's completely changing, and I want to be a part of it. Not only just because of the security. Sure, maybe is he making less money than if he waited a bunch of years, and maybe, like I said, his 28, 27-year season is when he really cashes in and gets the 490, whatever the heck baseball is at. Sure, but maybe he decided to settle for the the guarantee and just be like, this is my home, I love it here, and this is a team that's going to be competing. Uh, this, this nuclear war that's going to be taking place between the Dodgers and the Padres in the NL West next year is going to be absolutely phenomenal to watch. And you look at all those moves, obviously the biggest ones being the trades for you, Darvish, the trade for Blake Snell, the trade for Joe Musgrove, signing of Hassan Kim, which has actually been one of the more overlooked, in my opinion, uh, moves that the Pirates have made. In fairness, for, for good reason. I mean, the guys, the Pirates have made so much news this offseason with the Blake Snell and you Darvish trades happening in a 24-hour period. Like, it's an episode of the show 24. Shout out Jack Bauer. Uh, and then, you know, in the middle of that comes the Hassan Kim signing. And then they sign Mark Melanson. And then they re-sign Jerickson Profar, among many other moves. But those are kind of the big ones. And then they have Mike Clevenger coming back next year. And then they've still got some golden egg prospects. And Mackenzie Gore, the best pitching prospect in baseball. I'm pretty sure still the best uh, ranked pitching prospect in baseball. C.J. Abrams, a, a newly, newly, we didn't actually talk about this, newly uh, placed in uh, the top 10 prospects in all of baseball lists. So the top, Padres have two top 10 prospects. And they've got Luis Campizano, who could be the catcher of the future. The team is loaded. The team is loaded. So I believe that that is part of why the Padres were able to go out and make this move because otherwise, regularly, say they don't show that they're willing to compete, I don't know if necessarily they make this deal. And like I said, I was worried that, you know, heading into uh, last season, I was like, hey, I wonder if ownership right now is looking at this and saying, Eric Hosmer isn't necessarily working out for us. Will Myers isn't really working out for us with all the money that we paid him. And then Manny Machado, he was good, but that first year was kind of like, is it worth the, the, the $300 million that we're giving him? I don't know. I wonder if ownership was like, uh-oh. So my fear was, did A.J. Parler convince ownership to be like, let's pay money, but then did he kind of swing and miss on free agents? I was, I was confident that Machado was going to bounce back, but I wasn't as confident necessarily about Hosmer and Will Myers. Obviously, Hosmer and Will Byers came through last year. We'll see if they could bounce back this year. But that turned out to not even matter because Darvish is getting paid a whole lot of money. And then they bring in Blake Snell, and then they sign Hassan Kim. The aggressiveness by the team, this is, this is what happens when you build to something. You get moves like this. I do not believe that if the Padres don't have Machado, if the Padres don't have the Darvish and Blake Snell trades, I don't know if they, if they don't sign Hassan Kim, if they don't 
bring in Joe Musgrove if they don't show this aggressive, kind of almost just psychotic desire almost from AJ Preller to win. I wonder if, if Fernando Tatis decides, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and see how things turn out. But instead, he's decided to stay. And on the day that spring training basically officially starts with catchers and, and pitchers reporting. I mean, what better way to start off technically the MLB season than this? Um, my last take, I get last take of the podcast is this is basically going to be the team for a long time. So in a lot of ways, you know, if you enjoyed last year's Padres team, guess what? You're going to get them for a whole long time. And seeing Machado and Tatis at the corner side of the infield, I mean, dear God almighty, we're going to have that at minimum for another seven years, which is just, who doctor? It, it is hot in here, ladies and gentlemen. And one last thing I want to say before ending the pod, uh, I do wonder one thing. Is this one of the great off-seasons in his history of all of baseball? You know, because I can't, because if you also compound with the fact, not just the amount of money the Padres have made, not just the splashes and the amount of moves, total number of moves, but just for it to be the Padres, because this might be an offseason we look back at years from now. Say, say they win a championship. That's obviously what they're aiming for. So say they win a championship. Say they become a, a bigger team in sports. You know, you see teams like, I know it's the NBA and the NBA in general is on the rise, but the Golden State Warriors start becoming a bigger and more valuable, you know, franchise ever since basically Steph Curry and all the their championships come in. I wonder if the Padres keep doing all this. They keep winning. I wonder if you start remembering and being like, hey, remember when the Padres were kind of like that lowly second-class organization that would just lose to the Dodgers, would lose to the Rockies, heck, would lose to the Giants, obviously, all the time. I wonder if we're going to look back and be like, this is one of the great baseball off-seasons because of that, because it was transformative, you know, for a team that typically does not make these kind of moves. And I'm really curious to see all the discourse around it. I'm curious to see people's takes on, was this a bad move for Tatis? People are obviously going to say moves like that. Uh, you know, hey, he, he should have waited and got more money later and all this stuff. And uh, there's going to be interesting takes on like, that's a long amount of time. And, you know, one thing I've said before on the podcast is I wonder if baseball should have figured out things like year limits, maybe. Uh, look, uh, uh, hear me out on this. I'm just saying like, I wonder if baseball it would have been in their best interest to have it that guys move around in the league more. That's one thing that like I just made another another NBA comparison that uh, players being able to move around uh, more often and becoming more free agents more often is actually maybe better for the sport. Who knows? Who knows? Bottom line is I'm excited for all the discourse around it. Fernando Tatis Jr. is a Padre for his prime years. And ladies and gentlemen, after what we had last year with the Padres just being good and also just in terms of off-field and just life not being great for everybody, obviously 2020, I cannot be more excited for the season that the Padres have this upcoming year. I mean, April 1st cannot come soon enough. And we're going to be talking about a bunch of things uh, about this deal, probably in the more of the future. And I can't wait to. I can't wait to. This is... Man, what a time to be alive. Um, before we close out the pot officially, though, guys, I want to talk to you about a very special... You know, we talked about Mackenzie Gore before. You know, if, if you're the type of other fan that get giddy over prospects and stuff, you get giddy over C.J. Abrams and McKenzie Gore and Luis Campizano. We have the podcast for you when it comes to all sorts of prospect stuff. That is Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league, play-by-play voice, and iconic, legendary, super baseball nerd, 
And uh, a good buddy of mine, Aaron Layton, is the only daily podcast, guys, devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow from team-focused farm system breakdowns, prospect rankings, and interviews with some of the brightest up-and-comers in the game. Locked on MLB Prospects is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of your favorite team. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. And yeah, for this podcast, going to be doing my uh, pod with uh, Bryce Paterik. I believe part three of that conversation tomorrow. I'm fairly confident in saying that we shouldn't expect another crazy move from the Padres for at least a while. Heck, the guy could make another move tomorrow. I don't know. But hopefully this was really, like I said, the cornucopia of all cornucopia cherry on top uh, to end the offseason. But uh, we'll have that chat with Bryce Paterik. And then having a fun podcast coming uh, next week uh, with Jason Burke of Locked On A's about Marvel comps uh, to current MLB players. I think is going to be a lot of fun and a nice little change of things. And future breakdowns of this deal and what it means for the Padres. Spring training talk. We got it all covered here on Locked On Padres, guys. With that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, Stitcher, wherever. You know, you find it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, And while you're at it, give me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app. I would greatly appreciate that. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. That's at LO underscore Padres or at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And until next time, stay safe and of course, stay faithful! My very faithful homies, take care. Let's